0: He's at the stern of the ship, amen? Amen. He's the captain of my ship tonight. And if you want to have revival, the Lord's got to be the captain of your ship. Amen. If there's anything we got out of last night's message, and boy, there was a lot to be gotten out of last night's service, amen? Amen. But, uh, well, I tell you what, we've got to make the Lord more than just our Savior, even, he's got to be our captain, amen. And boy, if we just put Him on the throne where He deserves to be, amen, then we would be uh, at least at first base when it comes to having a revival. Boy, did you just enjoy the service last night, man, I'm telling you. God met with us last night, and uh, man, I, I, I can't think of a way, a better way to start a revival meeting than just for us to have a glorified prayer service. That's what we did. You know, again, His house is to be a house of prayer. And we've made it anything and everything besides what God would have it to be. And when God's people get to praying, amen, uh, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, amen, if God's people get to praying, business would pick up. And boy, we've got a lot to pray about, don't we, church? I'm telling you, we need the Lord to move in a mighty way. And I've heard from people today that uh, are not able to be at the meeting uh, for different reasons, sickness. We've got a lot of sickness in our church. But I told them, I said, if you can't be here, you can pray. I've got preachers, uh, amen, in different places, uh, in other cities, other towns that messaged me and said, Preacher, uh, we're praying for you. That means something to me, amen hallelujah uh i'll tell you what i believe god's still going to get the the last word on this thing Uh, when it's all said and done jesus will still be on his throne and the devil will be rotten in hell where he belongs amen i want to make sure i'm where i'm supposed to be on the right side of things when judgment falls we appreciate you appreciate our visitors tonight amen most of all we appreciate uh a wonderful uh, uh, showing from uh, Brother Rackley's church. If you're from RBT tonight, would you raise your hand? Amen. They're not ashamed. Amen. Hallelujah. Both of you, right? <laughs> amen. Boy, these uh, these young people sure did a wonderful job singing for us last night. And Y'all just get ready. We're going to turn you loose again. Hallelujah. So, uh, amen. Get limbered up and ready to go. Uh, do your do-re-me's. Amen. So. Uh, praise God to get ready. But it is sure good to be in the Lord's house. Uh, again, not going to belabor things tonight. I do want to say just as far as announcements, we are scheduled right now to go through Wednesday night. We're just going to see what God uh, has in store for us. We do have a, uh, a death in our church. And for our people, I just want to let you know that the arrangements for the uh, Shirley Niece family will be uh, Thursday, visitation 4 to 6, funeral at 6. And uh, again, that's got to be the priority for our church, amen? amen? But they did specifically, I didn't ask them to do it, but they specifically scheduled the visitation at 6, so that if we did choose to have services on Thursday, we could do that. Boy, isn't that a blessing that they would do that. So uh, again, we'll just see what God would have in store. Again, the funeral will be at 6 o'clock uh, on Thursday at Dowdy Stevens uh, on Tusculum Boulevard. And then we'll have burial service at 2 o'clock on Friday at Lawn Memorial Gardens. So you be praying for this family, amen. And um, we've got a lot to pray about, a lot of uh, family that's grieving. Boy, we've had as much death in the last few weeks as I can remember. Uh, amen. A lot of sickness, amen. And boy, uh, we need to pray for America. We need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for our young people. We need to pray for our communities. We need to pray for our families, amen. Boy, I tell you, if we... would if the families would get right, the church would get right. Amen. It starts with the family. Amen. Uh, amen. Uncertainty, more uncertainty. Uncertainty abounds across the world than there ever has been before. Amen. But listen, it's not falling uh, apart. It's falling right into place. Amen. God's still in control. So hallelujah. Uh, I did have one special request that was mentioned. One of our young people. Asked me tonight that we would pray for uh, a fellow named Alan, amen, that overdosed, uh, amen, is in the hospital. Uh, he survived, but uh, amen, needs our prayers. So, uh, amen, let's remember that. Do you have a special request that you just raise your hand tonight? Thanks, sir, I to That's good. You, did I ask for for the... that the yes. My goodness, Amen. Remember this request in prayer. Danica Blunt, is that right? Amen. Again, raise your hand one more time if you have a special request. God sees every need. He knows every heart. Amen. And most of all, let's pray for this service. Pray that, uh, amen, we just build off what God did last night. And friend, if it's going to be done, God's got to do it. It's not going to come through me. not going to come through the, the, the choir that sings here in a little while. and not going to come through the preacher. Amen. It's going to come through the Holy Spirit of God as He troubles the waters of our hearts. Amen. We'll gather around the altar this evening. We'll bring these requests for the Lord. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats. I'm going to ask uh, as good of a friend as I have in this world, Brother Josh Ketchall. I appreciate Josh. Wasn't able to be here last night, but uh, he's here tonight. Uh, amen. You ain't ever heard uh, Brother Josh preach. You need to listen. Brother Rackley, I would highly recommend you having him sometime. This fella can uh, let it rip. He can. He sure can. So, Brother Josh, would you
1: come lead us tonight? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you have given us, Lord, to bow our unworthy head one more time. God, just to call upon your name. Lord, we're not worthy that you'd allow us to come into your presence, Lord. Uh, that you'd allow us to approach the throne room of grace, but God, you said we could come boldly, and Father, we're thankful for that, and confidence, Lord, not in who we are, uh, but God, in Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you most of all for saving our soul. Thankful, God, we don't have to go to hell. Lord, heaven uh, uh, is prepared, Uh, uh, Lord, and you're uh, going to call us home one of these days, Lord, we're looking forward to that. And God, we just thank you for your grace, thank you for mercy, Lord, thank you for loving us, God. Lord, we come in, uh, uh, we enter uh, your courts with praise tonight, God, and thanksgiving, Lord. I'm thanking you, God, for all that you've done. God, we're so unworthy. We deserve absolutely nothing. God, you've been so good to us. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to gather together tonight. Uh, Lord, uh, uh, in this house uh, uh, of God, Lord, we thank you, Father, for each one that's made their way out. But most of all, God, we need you more than we ever have. Uh, uh, God, we need you to, uh, uh, Lord, uh, rend the heavens one more time, pour out on your people, sit down amongst us. God, uh, uh, Lord, we need a touch from another world in this place tonight. And God, I pray, Father, that everything that's said, done, or sung be done according to your perfect will. Uh, uh, God, I pray that you'd be exalted, magnified, and lifted up above all things. God, may you get glory. Uh, Uh, Lord out of all all that takes place in the service tonight God I pray that you'd be with the man of God Uh, Lord as he breaks the bread of life I pray God you'd uh, uh, fill him up Lord give him that unction tonight that only comes from you Uh, anoint him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet Uh, hide him behind uh, that old rugged cross Lord and help him to preach in the demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit of God and Lord we ask Lord that your word uh, would go forth accomplish what you'd have it to God in the hearts and lives of you people God those here tonight uh, uh, God those may may be listening by way of uh, uh, live stream God I pray Father uh, Lord whoever hears the word of God tonight they'll be changed by it Uh, God it's a uh, changing word God it's a powerful word Uh, God it'll do something for our lives if we'll let it Lord I pray it sink deep below the collarbone tonight make a difference for the cause of Christ Uh, God I pray that you'd be with these young people as they come sing God may they sing with the anointing of God on them as they uh, Lord always do and Father we just ask you to use them tonight uh, uh, God, do whatever you want to do in this place. The last thing we want to do is grieve the Holy Ghost of God, Lord. We don't want to quench the Spirit tonight, and God, I pray we be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, God, if uh, uh, whatever you'd have us to do, We'd be testify, maybe become, crawl up an altar, God, uh, Lord, I don't want to hinder the service tonight. Uh, God, I need something from yeah. you, Lord, tonight. God, you know I do, Lord, uh, and God, I am begging you to give us what we stand in need of, uh, and God, we'll praise you, Lord. We'll lift our hands, say so you did it all. God, be with those who are sick. God, the uh, the niece, family. Lord, I pray, God, you'd like wrap your loving arms around them. God, sure do love them. Uh, and God, we just ask you, Lord, uh, Father, may the lost uh, come to know you. God, may our loved ones realize their need for Savior. God, may we be that witness. May we be that testimony. that May they see you and us. Uh, God, that uh, they might realize there's hope and help in helping Jesus Christ call upon you for salvation before it's eternally too late. God, we thank you for all you do. Praise you for what you're going to do. And it's in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen.
0: Amen. 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 Appreciate the privilege we have to pray tonight. Amen. What would we do without prayer? I'm glad I don't pray to a dead God, but I pray to a Savior that's alive and well this evening. Amen. The Bible says He knows what we need before we ever ask Him for it. He just likes to hear us ask him anyway. Amen. All right, if I could have a couple of ushers come forward tonight. We're going to take up our special offering. Again, everything that's given will go to the evangelist. And we do appreciate Brother Rackley and his willingness uh, to to be here with us uh, this week. Amen. Good to have my buddy Tyler. Tyler, we appreciate you so much. You lead us in prayer tonight. Yes Lord. Um, I like to just appreciate everything that every Yes Jesus. and Yes Lord. And and yes Jesus. Word, with a, with a yes God, life, everyone, Yes God. Family, Amen. Stand, take a golden hymnal, and let's pay, turn to page seven. Bless the name of the Lord. He's worthy of our praise, church. All praise to Him. Who sings above in majesty supreme, who gave his son for to die that he might man redeem, saying, Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, name. Be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. His name above all names shall stand, exalted more and more, amen, at God the Father's own right hand, where angel hosts. Door saying, Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name, be the name of the Lord, Redeemer, save your friend of man once ruined. By the fall, thou hast devised salvation's plan for her, ha- Aren't you glad he died for you tonight? Blessed be the name, blessed be the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. On the last, his name shall be the counselor, the mighty prince of peace, of all earth's kingdom, conquerors, whose reign shall it's going to last forever tonight. Blessed be the name. Hibam yeah, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah, man. Blessed be the name. Blessed. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Drop the music, the sing that chorus unto the Lord. Blessed be the name. Blessed be
2: the name. Hibon be the name of the Lord.
0: Blessed be the name Blessed be the name Sing it one more time just to make the devil mad Amen Blessed be the name Blessed the name. Blessed be the name Of the Blessed be the name Blessed be the name Blessed be, the name. Blessed be
2: The name of
0: the Lord. Sure can't beat those good old hymns of the faith, amen. And He's deserving of our praise. If He never does another thing for us, we ought to bless His name for who He is and what He's done. All right, it's good to have these singers from RBT, amen. I just like aggravating them and giving them a hard time. The only thing I wish there's a few more men or boys in this choir. It's mostly girls. And I said, "Y'all, I, we ought to name them the drama team. Hallelujah. That's right. Where there's girls, there's drama. Amen. But I'm so very thankful for them. We appreciate them. And uh, boy, I tell you, they were a blessing to us tonight. last night. And I believe they will be again tonight. You pray as they come. Come on, guys.
3: felt the warmth of the sun after another long night was done and you open your eyes to a brand new sunrise god's faithfulness is there again New mercy, new compassion, when you lost all hope, he never left you alone, he's good good like that. have you ever felt so unworthy of all the blessings so undeserving you don't understand why god would be so kind he's bottled every tear you've shed numbered every hair on your head Hasn't he always proved he will take care of you? He's good like this. and no
0: Did you enjoy that church? (laughs) You know, the truth of the matter is that the spirit of Antichrist is very much alive and well in our day. Just as it was in Christ's day. Amen? Um, And I'll tell you what, if you think that this world is pro-Christ, you've got your head in the sand. This world hates our Savior. You know, it's something, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the World Cup or not, but they're letting the uh, Islamist, I mean, it's it's basically the World Cup has become a pro-Islam rally. Uh, They've got uh, designated areas set up to uh, try to convert people to Islam. And I saw today to where someone come uh, into the crowd there today and tried to uh, promote life and they escorted them off they'll let the muslims uh, promote their hellish religion amen but when somebody tries to promote life uh, they want to convict them of a crime amen Uh, recently i performed a funeral service and just presented the gospel that's all i did shared the gospel Death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I had a man walk up to me at the end of the service and say, You just put me through an hour of living hell. And I thought, I said, you know, that man doesn't know what hell's really like. One day he'll wish he could go back and have that opportunity to hear about a Savior that loved him so much that he'd die and suffer and believe, pay his price so that he could be saved. And be made righteous. Well, I tell you, I'm enjoying this, aren't you? Amen. amen. Appreciate uh, this these uh, folk from uh, Brother Rackley's crowd coming, for his church coming to be with us. Uh, amen. Uh, I was about to say his crowd, amen. No, his church, hallelujah. I, I, there's a lot of places that say they're a church that they're really nothing more than a crowd. Amen. But I believe that uh, Brother Rackley's got a church, don't you? Amen. Preacher, you come and you mind the Lord tonight. I know God's been stirring his heart, so you pray for him that uh, he'd be able to deliver his burden to us tonight.
4: Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. Enjoy the good singing. I tell you, I appreciate that. Amen. Our young people, when they get up to sing, you don't have to wonder what they're going to sing, if it's going to make you wiggle or worship, you don't have to wonder if they get their music from Hillsong or Elevation Church or Bethel or any of that crowd. Some of you need to nod your head right there. Amen. Amen. That's exactly right. Yeah. Amen. Don't let nobody write your singing. That you know your pastor wouldn't let them in the choir to sing. That's right. Let them
5: on the platform to sing. Amen.
4: Amen. I don't care if it's got good lyrics. Yeah. If they live like the devil, I'm not interested in it. God didn't use unholy people to write the Bible, and he's not going to use unholy people to write our music. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amen.
4: That's it. (laughs) Amen. I thank the Lord for it. Amen.
0: That's
4: good preaching. Yes, sir. Blessing, Lord. God has never. I don't have that on yet. I'm asked a button on. And I thought, Amen. Is it on now? Yes. There you go. There you go. It's probably geared to go off if you get to preaching. It probably cuts off on.
2: He turned it off when you
4: mentioned the music. Yeah. When I got on that music, he turned it off. Amen. Yeah yeah I guarantee it. That's exactly right. There's never been a revival ever in the history of, of of the church that was without sanctification If you have a so-called revival and there's no move toward holiness, no no move toward separation. And sanctification, count on it. It was not revival. Any revival that does not change you is not from God. Amen. Amen. We got two, three amens over here and four burps over here. That's about it. Amen. Amen. I don't know. If you if you're struggling already, you may we may have to call nine one one for you before the service is over tonight. Amen, that's exactly right. But it's good to be in the Lord's house. I'll tell you tonight, you don't have to be afraid of the Holy Ghost. Anything he nudges you and speaks to you and convicts you about, you just go with it. You go with it. Don't tell him no. Don't ever tell him no. Don't draw a line in the sand and say, that's far enough. That's far enough. That's what's wrong with us. That's what's wrong with us. We've, we're living in a lot of people's far enough category. Open it's out. time for God to take us beyond our enough. Mm, yes, sir. We'll never have what he can give if we're satisfied with our enough. Yeah, it's good enough. I pray enough. I go to church enough. I give enough. I sing enough. I this enough. I that enough. If I, amen, I'm clean enough, I pray enough, whatever the case is, it, whatever you attach to that, when you, when you attach the word enough, that means I'm not going no further, God. amen, Listen, Lord. and God never has an enough, right. Right. he has, oh yeah, there you go, If we're satisfied with our enough, we'll never have his more than enough. We'll never have his more than enough. That's good right there, amen. All right, Acts chapter 20. Before we read the scripture tonight, I want to start out with something that your pastor said last night. I don't know if I can quote him verbatim but I got the gist of it and it wore me out. I mean, you, God has spoke to me and dealt with me, me and I don't know if anybody else even caught it. You, if I were to ask tonight if there was anything said last night in the service that that stood out to you and God used to speak to you, I wonder if you would even have mentioned this statement you, that your pastor mentioned. And it was this, and like I said, it's not a quote word for word, but it's it's the gist of it. Brother Bailey mentioned this last night, that the Holy Spirit has the least influence now that he ever has had. I want to tell you that troubled me. I agree fully with it but I've never heard any, had anybody just make that in a statement that the holy spirit and we are in the we are in his time frame of ministry. Yes sir preacher. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John it was mainly the Lord's ministry. Yes. When Jesus went back, he ascended, he sent the holy spirit and the holy spirit's been here ever since. And he's not floating around in clouds. He's not hanging on tree limbs. He's abiding in the believer. Yeah. And if there's no influence or a lack of his influence, guess where the source of fault is? It's the believers. Yes. I've been meditating on that preacher all night and and today listen. I believe a lot of people in churches today, they, they believe that the Holy Spirit can do the work of God sovereignly. Now I'm going to explain that if you need that explained. They believe the Holy Spirit can do the work of God without you and without me, no matter what condition we're in. No matter what our heart is set on, no matter where our desires are, no matter how carnal we are, no matter how worldly we are, no matter how fleshly we are, the Holy Spirit is just gonna do the work of God. No. No. We can hinder, we can grieve, and we can quench the Holy Spirit of God when, when the pastor said last night about the Holy Spirit having the least influence now that he's ever had, it's because God's people have set down on him for a, a lack of a better term. They've We've set down, we've tied his hands. I'm going to preach right there a minute. I'm telling you, preach, that statement you said last night is still... It's, and it's going to wire you out for the nights over. I, hope it does. I can not see that coming. I hope it does. You wouldn't dare get in the way of a fire truck with his lights on and siren because you know he's going to somewhere and it's an emergency yeah. and time is of the essence. You wouldn't dare getting in the in the way of an ambulance with the flashing lights and the siren because you you'd pull over. We've all done that. We'd pull over to make sure. No matter how big of a hurry we are, let's get out of the way. They're 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 in it emergency mode. Somebody needs them badly. Yes. We wouldn't dare get in the way of any of the first responders that's that's en route to an emergency. But how many of us are guilty of getting in the way of God sent agent, the Holy Spirit of God. We've grieved him and quenched him yes. and hindered him and we've held him at bay. He's trying to get to sinners and, and just for the worthy reminder, nobody gets saved until the Holy Spirit of God deals with their heart and convicts them of sin and draws them. There was lost people in the service last night. Just some of our crew, there was lost people in the service last night. I wonder how many of them would have got saved if everybody in the service last night would have said, yes, Lord. You want all of me, you got all of me. No arguments, amen, no discussions, You want all of me? And by the way, if you're saved, he bought all of you. He paid for all of you. You are bought with a price. When he said you or ye, he means all of you. He means that God bought your eyes, your ears, your mind, your heart, your will, your desires, your feet, your hands, your your body. Your body don't belong to you no more. Your body belongs to the Lord. Come on now, preach. Amen. Amen. Yes. I wonder how many would have got saved last night. You're right. Because there was a window. Right. If you he was here last night, there was a window. There was a space where the God of heaven was coming through this place last yes. night. Amen. But that window had, had an opening, it had a start, and then there was a point. Preacher, you know as well as I do, and most in here did. There was a point at the window closed, yes, sir, and it was evident. No doubt, did it close because he was done? No, no, no. Or was it? Did it close because he was grieved and quenched? And he'll work. He'll work tonight. Yes, he will. He'll work in your heart personally until he bumps into rebellion, right. till he bumps into disobedience, yeah. and then he he don't he's not going to fight with you. Even God's word said in the book of Genesis, my spirit will not always strive with man. He'll deal, he'll pull, he'll call, he'll woo, he'll work, he'll, amen. But if he continues to come up against a closed door and a deaf ear and amen, if if he keeps bumping up against that, he, he won't fight. He'll just walk away. God, God, and we—if you've been saved any length of time, or been in church any length of time, you've been in services where the breath of God and the breeze of heaven come, and 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 it looked like man, God was going to save every sinner in the house, that God was going to move in miraculous power, and next thing you know, it was dead as four o'clock. Yeah. It went. Do you think we're going to be held accountable for stuff like that? Hindering God from working? Think about that. The Holy Spirit, and it's his ministry now. Jesus said when he has come, he will glorify me. So when the Holy Spirit is grieved and quenched and hindered and hurt, yeah. Then he, then then Jesus is not being able to get the glory through the Holy Spirit that He deserves. What about that? How many of us want to stand before the Lord with that on our record? I wonder how many of us are bo- bothered about the extreme lack of the Holy Spirit's influence. I wonder how many of the parents in here tonight are bothered that you're not seeing the Holy Spirit work on your children. I wonder how many. Oh man, we're on some. Yes, you are. I wonder how many mothers are okay with seeing your child with a heart for Hollywood and a heart for the the sports world and the heart for everything except God. When's the last time, Mom, Dad? When's the last, last time that you pillaged your head at night and, and tears puddled up in your eyes because you're seeing your children bored to death with the things of God and their only interest and their only excitement is all worldly? Yes, yes sir. And they claim to be saved. That's where we're at. It's where we're at. Or if your children is lost. How long has it been since you witnessed and watched God speak and deal with them in a church service? When's the last time that you heard them come to you even at your home and and, and mom pray for me? Lord's dealing with them. God have mercy. Most parents today and I see it everywhere I go preacher everywhere I go Moms and even grandparents and daddies—they—they—they—they're they're more proud that their children can shoot hoops and knock a ball across the fence and can can run the bases and yes. can can do and and they're experts right. at this and they're talented as that and and but where's God at in their life? is America's God. Sure, that's right. And it's not just lost people outside the church that that's so. It's it's so inside the church. You know that's right, church. That the, There's no difference, hardly now, because of that lack of influence of the Holy Spirit. That lack of influence. You can't hardly tell the difference of the atmosphere of the church and the atmosphere of the world. You know that's right. You say, "Well, what's the big deal, preacher?" Yeah, we're done. Holy Spirit, little to no influence means little to nobody getting saved. Amen. Little to no prodigals coming home. Amen. Little to no, no families that are that are look like headed for shipwreck to be salvaged. Can I give y'all some good news tonight? I don't know about good news, but truthful news. Yeah, I can't do the work of the Holy Ghost. I've tried. Me too. I've tried. I've got ulcers because I tried. I've tried to I've tried to mechanically move people. I've tried to, you know, to to Amen. And you know that's what's going on in a lot of churches. They use the music, the beat and the thump and the wiggle and all of that and and to move people into an emotional whatever it is that does not change their life. Play in church, I can't do the work of the Holy Spirit. But I know what it is for the Holy Spirit of God to get a hold of me. I went to the church where I was was born and raised in. I went there 20 years before I got saved. There's no way to tell. But Cody, there's no way to tell how many messages I heard preached in 20 years. Come on. I went every, I went three times a week, whether I liked it or not. Go ahead. I went to church. That was the way it was at my house. We're going to church, doors open, we're going to church. Bless you. But I did not get saved, and I want everybody to hear me. I did not get saved till 1981, January the 20th, 1981, as a 20-year-old boy. I did not get saved till God sat down in a Holy Ghost revival on my pew and got a hold of my heart, and I was the first one to get saved. First one to get saved at 20 years old. First one to surrender to preach 13 days later. Amen, 20 years old. Are you listening? If revival hadn't come, preacher, I would have never got saved. I guarantee you, I'd have sat on those pews. I would have been continuing on in my rebellion. I'd have continued on just going to church and that was all there was to it. Didn't get nothing out of it, and certainly didn't put nothing in. Just just going to church. I would have been like that until I finally left home, and everything else would have been downhill. But thank be, thanks be unto God. That in spite of the devil In spite of my rebellion In spite of my love for sin In spite of that The Holy Ghost of God Got on my pew And it wasn't because I attracted him It wasn't because I was showing interest It wasn't because That I was making a move In his direction No, I was bent on doing everything Against God I was bent on rebellion I was bent in a life of sin and wickedness, but there he was. The Holy Ghost of God got my attention. I wanna tell you how it felt. I'm not gonna be disrespectful to you, but this is the way it felt that night in that pew, where I'd been sitting for 20 years. It was almost like the Holy Ghost got in my lap and did this. Good. And got my attention. They wasn't yeah. no, the girl I was set beside of me. What I was engaged to, I never one time thought about what she's gonna do. Now if I if I what if if I do what God's dealing with me what is she going to do I never one time thought about her it was like God had me by the jaws and he had my attention he had, I had tunnel vision I didn't see nothing except what the preacher was preaching and me and the holy ghost and God said you in trouble You got your name on a dusty church roll. You claim to be saved. You have no life. You have no love for God. You don't, amen. Do you know if you've received Christ, you have life? He that hath the son hath what? Life. Amen. Do you have a life? Did you know you can't live a life that you don't have? If you're saved, where's the life at? I don't have to ask you, are you alive physically? I can see that. If you're alive spiritually, it will be equally evident. Yes, sir, man. No doubt. You're right. Amen. No doubt. God help us tonight. Good Is any bothered about the, the lack of influence of the Holy Ghost? Is any bothered by that? Have you wondered? Oh my, I'm telling you, everywhere I go, and the Lord lets me travel, I don't know why, people don't know no better, I guess. But I have grandparents come to me, preach pray for my granddaughter or my grandchildren. Pray for them. They've been raised right. They've been took to church, but they're out yonder in the far country yeah. tonight. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. When you start, listen now. When you start, parents, you ought to pay attention to your children. God, yeah. They're not just going to wake up one morning and all of a sudden they they're wanting to go to the far yes, country. Sir. They're going to get a, they're going to have that far country in their heart before they ever have it in, in their actions. Amen. Watch how they behave in church. If they set sold up on a pew bored out of their mind, yeah. cannot wait till the benediction, cannot wait till the service is over. If they're like that, mom, are you bothered by that? And more importantly, are you like that? Worse than that, are you like that? Amen. Is Sissy, is Sissy, she bored out of her mind because mama's bored out of her yeah. mind? That's good, good preacher. What happened to the older teaching the younger? Amen? Amen, Amen. hallelujah. Yeah. We're preaching all over the place tonight, yeah. that's all right. Tell me, hey. I like, when I when I go to a doctor, I, I want him to check me out. Amen. Yeah, I, I want him to check me out. Yeah, man. I don't want him to say, okay, what, what's your problem? And that's all he fools with. I want him to look in my mouth, my yeah. ear. You know, back years ago when we went to them country doctors, oh, yeah. they didn't have all this equipment. All they had was a, they had they had a little old black bag yeah, with a and a rubber hammer. <laughs> Everything could be fixed with a rubber hammer, yeah. I'm telling you. Woo. And then they had one of them gigantic, uh, uh, what is that? to Put on your tongue there where it say, say, ah. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. What, I mean, one of them big popsicle stick. He'll say, stick your tongue out and say, ah. And he crams that thing plumb back in there and mashes your tongue plumb down to your belly button. Amen. And, and, but I, what the point is, I want him to check me out. They'd look in your eye, look up your nose, Put them little things on them lights and stick it plumb inside your head and look around. And then they come out and say, I don't see nothing. But then we come to church and we don't want the Holy Spirit to to do nothing. We don't want him to deal with nothing except what we agree with. Lord, you can deal with this but not that. Lord, I'll, I, if you want this, I'll, I'll give that. I don't do that no way. I, I just, it's just there. I'll give that to you. No, you're not gonna get anywhere with the Lord. The devil's after our children. The devil's after the next generation. And I'm bothered about that. I am burdened about that because there is no combat. There's no comeback comrades in the church that's willing to stand up. No mamas. Listen, I had a mama that, that was, listen, militant. My mama had aggressive faith. Listen, when I was 20 years, before I got saved, I, I ran away from home. Are y'all listening? I ran away from home over going to church. Of course, you understand, if I ran away from home over that, I sure didn't go in a righteous direction. But I had a mama. I don't know why I'm preaching to the mamas here. I guess if you can get a mama stirred up, you can get a mama praying, you get a mama's faith fired up, help us, Lord. Revival's coming. The devil's gonna be upset if some mamas get fired up. Amen, that's right. And her mama, she was watching her son go down the broad road that was headed for destruction and mama wasn't gonna have it, friend. Mama said, "I uh, no, not on my watch. No, my son's not going to hell. Not on my watch, no. Hey, Amen. If I'd had a casual mama, a compromising mama, a carnal mama, she would have never had aggressive faith. She would have not been getting a hold of God in my behalf and I, I wouldn't be here tonight. I wouldn't be here tonight. But my mom got on my trail. I, I thought I was leaving no trail but hey, mamas, mamas, they don't need magnifying glasses to find Clues. Amen. They can leap over buildings, see through walls. They know what you're thinking just by looking at you. Have you had a mama like that? I'm here today because I had one. Mama's in heaven now. But my mama got aggressive and she said, no, you're not going to hell. She didn't tell me that. She told the devil that. She said, you're not taking my son to hell. And she told me that later, she said, she told the devil this, she said, if you get my son, it will be without a fight from me. I'm not going to give him to you. I see parents, it's almost like they're gift wrapping their children and throwing them out into the, into the main current of the world. And mama got on my trail and she started finding out where I was at and found out where I was at, got all of my stuff and took it back to the house without asking me. And me, 20 years old. Wow. Wonderful. Well, they're 18. 18 don't mean squat. Yeah. Look that up in the Hebrew. 18 years old don't mean Woo. nothing. Didn't mean nothing to mama. I'll tell you what it meant to mama. It meant you wasn't 17 no more. And if you don't straighten up, you're not going to be 19. <laughs> I brought you in this world and I can take you out. Yeah. She told me out of her mouth when she called me at work that day, she said, I didn't bring you through my womb into this world for you to die and go to hell. Come on, mamas, y'all need to get with it, amen. You need to let your children and grandchildren know that you're... You're, you're done with the passive life. Yeah. You're done with that sympathetic life. Okay, little junior and sissy, I know that with yeah. the direction you're going, it's got the devil all over it, but I want you to love your mom. Yeah. I'm gonna be yeah. your pal, yeah. and I'm gonna be your best Please. friend. No, your children don't need a pal. Hey, they everybody. need a parent. Good. And if some mamas don't get serious and some daddies don't get serious about the that what the devil's doing and what the Holy Ghost is limited to being able to do because of the lack of influence, if we don't get serious, we're gonna lose our children. You're gonna lose your children and it's too late to cry on the preacher's shoulder when they're 25 and 30 and their life is wrecked. Their life is full of scars and brokenness and misery. Oh, preacher, pray for Sissy, pray for Junior. Maybe too late.
3: Come
4: on, we don't want to. Maybe too late. So my daddy didn't care about my feelings, and he reminded me when it was time to go to the woodshed. He didn't care about. I told him it was hurting. He said, "That's good for you." In fact, he told me, he said, it hurts me worse than it hurts you. And I said, you want to bet on that? Yeah. I promise you, I'm on the receiving end of all this education, friend. I know what it felt like. Daddy didn't, mama didn't either care about my feelings. She didn't worry about my feelings. They were concerned about my future. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Let me listen to the music you listen to and I can tell you where you're
0: going. God mercy. That's right.
4: Amen. It's not hard to see the direction you're going in. Just look at a few things in your life to see which way you're, what's your attitude toward church? Yes, sir. What's on your mind when you're in church? Yes, that's right. Getting out of church, checking your email, checking your text. See how many friends... Request you got? You young people in here, can I can I give you all a note of of notice? Your generation is headed down the broad road for destruction, and there's not hardly any of your age group that's that's interested, (laughs) even the smallest bit, in the things of God. You're right. Amen. Amen. I'm just gonna pick on some, or not pick on, but ask. How old are you? Eleven. How old are you? Thirteen. Thirteen. How old are you? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. How old are you, son? Sixteen. How about you? Seventeen. 17. How old are you? 15. Fifteen. I know how old my bunch is right here. Let's see. How old are you? Ten. 10. 12. Twelve. Let's see what else we got. We got any more if there, son? Let's see. Who's trying to reach them? Are you the preacher's daughter? i want to ask you, I'm going to just ask you a question. This is unannounced. She's like,
0: yes, I'm
4: not going to embarrass you. You're, you're again how old? 11. 11. Do you know any other 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old kids that it's evident in their life, not just that they claim it, but it's evident in their life that they're saved, love God, and are, and is and really has surrendered everything over the Lord. Do you know some eleven-year-olds? Yes, Do you? Mm-hmm. Are they in this church? Are they where they go to, school. They go to your school? Amen. It's good. Amen. What school is it? It's good, Amen. It's
0: good, Carmen.
4: Praise the Lord. That's that. Most of the time, if I were to ask that question in in the, in just about every church I go. And that would have been a different story if she didn't go to a Christian school. Yeah. Oh, I promise you. God bless. Amen. How old are you, young lady? 15. 15. Do you know of another 15 year old that's, that's absolutely on fire for the Lord? Do you? Amen. Where are they at? Chuck it up. They're on fire. They live for God, it's evident in their life. Good deal. Praise God. Bless. Amen. I hope that's right. I don't. I don't want it to be a zero. Yeah, I want everyone I had. Yeah, I know at least one. Yeah, I know two or three or whatever. God, that's Amen. Good that's good. Well, I didn't mean to spend that much time on that, but that's all right. You're good. You're, you're doing well. Amen.
0: Blessing, Lord.
4: I want you to look here. Just you say, "Oh, Lord," he's just now reading the scripture. I understand. I understand where we're at and, and I'm, I don't have to deal with everything tonight. We're dealing with serious matters. We're dealing with serious matters. And listen, I've been preaching forty, almost 42 years. If I, if, if I take this book from what I know in this book, this Bible, of what it says about people that are saved and the evidence of it, and the fruit of it, and lay that out beside of most people and their profession of faith, this Bible would prove that the majority of even professing people does not know the Lord.
0: I agree with
4: that. Are you listening? Yeah. I agree with that. I'm not talking about my opinion. I'm talking about laying out the things which accompany salvation, Laying it just right, Lay that out there. Right and put it up beside you and you compare yourself to that, a lot of people's not even saved. It's true. I can't tell you that you're not saved. I can't tell you that you are saved. Yeah. But if this Bible says, uh uh-uh, uh, I wouldn't want it. Yeah. I wouldn't have it. Yeah. Amen. But look in Acts chapter twenty. I'm gonna at least have to give you a few things Come Lord on. give me today. Come on. Look in verse 17. Are you there? Say amen. Amen. And from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know, from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. Verse 20, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ our Lord Jesus Christ That's that right there that statement right there you ought to mark that in your Bible if you want to know God's recipe for salvation right there it is your repentance is toward God Amen because he's the one you've sinned against. He's the one you've offended. He's, it's his law that you've broken, you've transgressed. But your faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ because he is your substitute, your sacrifice. And Amen. You repent toward God, but you put your faith in Christ that God, who's offended, will forgive you of your sin based upon the acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's that's a whole other message, but it was worth mentioning. Look at verse 22. And now, and now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. And for the second time, he says, and now. That was, that show, verse number 22, he said, or not verse 22, yeah, verse 22, he said, and now, I've, I've been at Miletus and Ephesus and so on, and now, and now, he said, I'm making another move. I'm going to Jerusalem. And and comes to verse 25, and now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more wherefore I take to you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men for I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God now we'll stop reading right there and uh, but I'm interested in a statement that's made and I'm not going to be able to deal with it much uh, in totality tonight there's no way but look in verse 22. Paul said, and now, behold, I go. You see those two words? Yes, sir. He says, I go. I want to give you a few things the Lord give me today. I've been on the road most of the day, and the Lord's been speaking to my heart. Thank God for, for uh, uh, what do you call it, voice texting, where you can just speak it and hopefully it types out the right thing. Yeah, you might ought to check your stuff before you send a text, cause, cause Siri ain't saved. I just tell you, Siri, Siri don't know the Lord. That's right. Yeah, they. I mean, you will send somebody cuss words and everything else. Amen. I had a, I had a preacher do that to me the other day. I said, "What are you doing, cussing me out?" He said, "What?" I said, you sent me a text that had this word and that word. He said, well, I was just speaking and she is typing it out. And... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But he says in verse number 22, I go. Bless you, Lord. Paul said, I go. I wonder how many in church tonight can say those two words. I go. Ever since Paul got saved, he was in the go mode. He was on go. He was going. Amen. If you're saved, you're gonna be going. You're gonna be going and growing and showing and glowing. Amen. You're gonna be doing all of that. But Paul said that he he said, I go. How many in churches today have an unscriptural, inactive, unmoving faith? Yeah. Their, their faith is stationary. Their profession of faith never is going anywhere. You're no different, to if that's you, there's, you're no different tonight than you was a month ago or six months ago or last year or 10 years ago. Amen. You said, preacher, I don't know about that. I know people that I have seen no growth in their life. I know my preaching's pathetic, but listen, at least you could grow a little bit. But I've seen some that's been through our church, I'll just leave it at that, that's been through our church, set under our preaching, that I have never, ever seen one ounce of growth, not one ounce of growth, not one speck of growth or fruit in their life, I would not trust a salvation that you can hide. If you can hide it, you don't have it. If salvation is so little that you can hide it and nobody around you even knows you got it, Uh something's wrong with that. Because the salvation that it took God to, to, purchase, to, to, to plan, it took Jesus to purchase, it takes the Holy Spirit to perform, I promise you it's gonna be bigger than you. It's gonna be bigger than you, amen. And so listen to this. I wrote this down, or, or type this. Hope it's right. We'll correct it as we go if it ain't. But I thought about that. How many people claim to be saved and they're never moving? They're not going. They're not growing. They're no different now than they were. You know what that does? Listen up. That violates the scripture. Yes. As newborn babes desire, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? Go. Grow thereby. That's how you go as you grow. Amen. You go forward as you grow forward. If you're not growing, you're not going. That's how you go, yep. is grow. That's some good preaching right there, amen? Yes. amen. Yes. Why would you want a salvation that's nothing more than a profession of faith? Cheap. Why would you want that? Yes. That's not biblical. Amen. That's not biblical for to you to have a profession of faith. You understand what I'm talking about? A profession of faith, that is you... Either in an altar or somewhere you, you bowed and you claimed You at least claimed to have gotten saved And you professed it yep. I got saved, okay But then following that profession There's no progression yep. you, don't, you don't go forward You're not growing Something's wrong with that yep. But Paul said I go What's this, I wrote this down, Paul's go started when he got saved. It didn't end when he got saved, it started when he got saved. Ananias was sent with a message from God, you know the story, Acts chapter 9. He said, go to a street called straight, that's a good place to find a saved person, yeah. is on a street called straight. Yeah. And that's where Paul was at. Amen. So he sent he sent Ananias over to a street called Straight, and, and said, "I want you to go and paraphrase." He said, "Go. I want you to tell Paul. I want you to give him a message for me." He called him brother Paul. I like it. And so he went over there and uh, and he and he found him. And guess what he was doing? He hadn't been saved but just a few minutes a short period of time and guess what the Bible said he was doing in Acts 9 behold he prayeth he hadn't set in no Sunday school classes he hadn't set in no discipleship training but yet he just got saved and he knew that saved people praise you talking about going he just got saved and he's already going into the throne of grace in prayer how much do you pray? Don't answer that out loud. <laughs> When's the last time you prayed? Come on. I'm not talking about, Lord, lay me down to sleep, pray my soul to keep. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about praying. I'm talking about getting hold of God, letting God get a hold of you and love on him and let him love on you and you get some direction in your life and let God mold you and conform you to his image in the secret place. Amen. He said, but I want you to go tell him a message for me. He said, all right. I'm scared of him, but I'll go. Because they had heard what Saul of Tarsus' reputation was. You know, killed him, been been a murderer, been part of uh, putting a lot of God's people to death. So he went and told him, he said, I want you to go show him, tell him and show him what things he must suffer for my name's sake. I wonder how many of us would have jumped ship right there. What, what, what? I just got saved and now I'm getting a message of how I'm gonna suffer? Paul never missed a beat. Paul never missed a beat, amen? Paul never missed a beat, that's right. But he started there. I wrote this down, this is good. Paul's go never changed because of negative details when he found out that this journey of, of, of Paul's journey of serving God is gonna be full of persecution and suffering, it never changed it. And here's a good little something, Lord, give me coming down the road today, and that's this. Paul never let details change his direction. Yeah, Everybody. Always let direction be the priority over details. Yep. Details can change, go from negative to positive, yep. amen, blessing to blistering, whatever, amen. amen. They're, that's going to be a part of the Christian journey. Amen. Yea, and all that shall live God in Christ Preach. Jesus shall suffer Preach. persecution. That's going to be a part of the Christian journey. But don't let the details change the direction. Yep. Amen, amen. A lot of people that quits. If they quit, you know what they got to looking at? Details. Yeah. Well, I d I didn't know it was going to cost me this. I didn't know it was going to be like that this, this to get saved. I didn't know I was going to go through all of this. It's good preaching. Amen. Yeah. I mean you when you get saved, you're you're becoming you're you're coming into alignment with the Lord Jesus Christ, and every just about everywhere he went on his earthly ministry was persecuted. Yeah. Everybody, the religious crowd, more more than any of them, hated it. Yeah, buddy, on, but listen, his his go started it when he's got saved. Yeah, some of you claim to be saved in here and have been saved for months and years. Some of you, are you going yet? Help us, Lord. Have you changed anything yet? No, Did you not listen? Write this down. Our church has done. Wrote this down. <laughs> God never has saved anybody and left their life alone.
0: Amen. That's good preaching.
4: God will not save your soul and let you continue to live your own life. Oh, preacher, surely not. Oh, yeah. Second Corinthians 5.17 is still in the book. Yeah. Amen. Therefore, any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things pass away, and behold, all things become new. You're looking at someone, if you're saying, well, a preacher of the Lord ain't dealt with me about nothing, you are a lost person. Yes. Amen. I wasn't saved no time. I mean, I wasn't saved no time, Sister June. And God, I didn't hear no preaching on my hair limp. I, I didn't hear nobody preaching nothing on smoking. I didn't hear nobody preaching on rock music. But the Holy Ghost of God started putting his finger on things in my life and said, this has got to go. You Wearing your shorts has got to go. Your rock music's got to go. Your smokes has got to go. Anybody notice how quiet it's getting in here besides me? I'm not using you as an illustration, I'm using me. I'm telling you, I was just been saved. I was being in sin. I was head over heels in love with sin. And that's normal for a lost person. It's not normal for a lost person to love righteousness. And God began to deal with me. The first thing he dealt with me was my hair deal, my hair lift. I mean it was it was long. Are y'all listening? Some of you looking a little wormy. I don't know. Getting nervous. You I know what some of you are thinking, Oh, under God, He's gonna get in my corner before it's over. I promise you I'm not gonna cut down the fruit, I'm just gonna dig up the weeds. that'll, that'll help you. So the Lord dealt with me. I'm just saying that's what, the, listen, I mean, I've been in sin for 20 years and was in full-blown rebellion. Rebellion has never been, nor will it ever be, the fruit of a Christian. God threw the first rebel out of heaven and he's not gonna let another one in.
0: Good preaching,
4: And he dealt with me about my music. Oh, he 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 went to the soft spot.
0: Yes he did.
4: I, I I had an old jacked up Toyota truck, big tires. I mean, I mean it was redneck to the bone. <laughs> but I had a I had a stereo system in that thing. Amen. Amen. I mean I had that was back in the eight track days.
6: Yeah.
4: Yeah. How many remembers eight track days? Yeah. And then 8-Tracks gave way to cassettes. And then cassettes gave way, I guess, to CDs or whatever. But, but, but that was back then. And I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of speakers and all that stuff, and God started dealing with me.
0: Blessing, Lord. Go ahead.
4: That music feeds your flesh, not your spirit. Amen. That's, that music identifies you with your old life. And he started dealing with me. Come on now, I'm not preaching your illustration, I'm preaching mine. Because if I was preaching yours, you'd have the poochie lip. But I'm preaching mine and I'm about to run. Yeah, Are y'all listening? I didn't argue not one time with the Holy Ghost. I didn't get mad and say, if that's the way it is and I'm going to have to give up all that music, Leonard Skinner, and ACDC and all that trashy garbage, if I if I am.
2: Yeah.
4: I'm I'm out. out. I'm out. If I have to give that up I'm out. No. You know what I did? I went to the altar and I yeah. said, "Lord, it's yours." Don't be Every bit of it's yours. Truck, speakers, music, cassettes, eight tracks, everything. It's yours. He says, is it mine? What are you going to do with it? After church that night, I went down to the nearest dump. I didn't go to sell it to the flea market so somebody else could listen to my trashy sin. I took it down to a dump, laid it out in two rows in front of my truck and spun. You said, that's littering. Well, the Lord will forgive me. And I spun those those things to a, a, a million pieces. I not only made sure nobody else had it, I made sure I couldn't go back down there the next day That's and good. jump in the dump dumpster and dig out Conway. Well I got it in the closet preacher but I don't listen to it. Yeah you get backslid, you get cold on God yeah. guess where your flesh is going to tell you yeah. to go? Yeah. The closet. Yeah. Amen. God dealt with me about that. Some of you looking awful nervous. God dealt with me about that. God dealt with me about my cigarettes. God dealt with me about that. And I know, I know it was littering but I Threw it out the window as I was crossing over the bridge into the French Broad River. They went. Amen. And I'm almost certain none of the none of the fish was interested in Marlboros. Never smoked another one, not one, Bless to this day. Say, man, amen. right there. Amen. Amen. You know what? You know. Listen, I don't know why some of you are nervous. Over this kind of preaching but I want to tell you there was a time that when a person said they got saved it meant that God was inside of them they had a new life they had a new Lord and they had a new love and that God had changed their life and God's people expected a change when I got saved preacher when I got saved all my friends and I was very popular it's not hard to be popular when you're in a small town (laughs) I had fifty-two in my class. I like it. You don't have to compete with a lot of people. You know what they said? Oh Rackley will be back. He just on a little religious kick. He'll be back. Be back to the parties. Be back to the dance hall. Be back all of that. He'll be back down here at the parking lot, sitting on the hood, with his thump and butt music going on. Yeah. Guess what? January twentieth will be forty two years. And I ain't been back.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's good preaching.
4: Never been back to the jip joint, never been back on the dance floor. You're preaching. Never had never had wicked music playing in my car at any time when anybody's in it or when I'm in it by myself. In, in fact In fact, very seldom. Is my radio even on? You'll hear me a lot of times. If you hear me preach out, you'll hear me say this. God, give me this coming down the road. You've already heard that tonight. Yes, sir. That's because the radio's off. But my mind's on. And I'm meditating on, on something, talking to God about something, and he's feeding me yeah, man. It. Amen. Preaching it. Are y'all listening? Amen. And sitting beside of me when I got saved that night, was the one I was engaged to. Go ahead. You said, preach, you're gonna have to deal with that too? I was probably gonna have to deal with that, but instead the Lord let her deal with it. She didn't want it. She didn't like the new Barry Rackley. There you go.
0: It's good preaching.
4: You say, how do you know that? Because I saw her 30 years later she bailed out. I kept going with God, and I'm here tonight because of it. Amen. Amen. She bails out, and I don't. She's been from pillar to post, and I mean, no structure in her life, just a wreck. And I didn't see her. I went by to get her at because that seven week revival. I went by to get her. Come on, preach, and take her, take her to church. Seven week revival. Okay. So I went by there several nights, picked her up, took her to church. This night, I went and come by there, and her mama said she ain't here. I said, "Where is she?" said she got the gold trans am." I knew exactly who that was. That was her old flame. And my, my young people's heard me tell this. I cut I, I, I my car. Pulled out on their street, went out to the main stop sign at the four lane. I could turn left and go to town and look for her. Or I could turn right and go to church. I I sat there, it seems like an eternity, but I sat there thinking, weighing it out. Y'all better listen to preacher. I sat there and waited out. Am I going to go after her? Or am I going to go to church? Am I going to do the wrong thing? Or am I going to do the right thing? And thankfully the Lord had been working in my heart since I got saved to the point that my spirit was stronger than my flesh. And I yielded to the spirit and I said, I'm going to church. Regardless of what happens or don't happen, I'm going to church. I'm here tonight because I made the right decision at that stop sign. Amen. Amen. It's
0: good preaching. Are y'all listening? It's good.
4: My whole life changed, Miss Holly. My whole life changed. God took my music. God took what was going to be my mate. And Miss June, he showed me. That was hurt, man. That, that was hard to deal with right there. And I and I went on to church, and later on, God showed me if I hadn't took her out of your life, she would have ruined you. Because and like I said, I saw her 30, 30 years. It was thirty. You talking about time makes a change in people? God. Yeah, God help. I saw her at a place of business I was preaching revival in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and she was in a. I liked it. I recognized her. And it was her. We talked there just for a minute. And I asked her, I said, what happened to you? Why did you bail out? Why did you just, you know what she said? Don't answer, our people knows what she said. They've heard me tell my testimony. I could stop at any point and they could finish it. Because it's real to me. She said to me, when I asked her, what what happened to you that Why'd you bail out? You know what she said to me? You changed too much. She said, I I was in love with the old you. And you know what I said to her? I said, guess what? I'm still changed and still changing. Glory to God. Anything you gotta change away from God to get or to keep, what are you gonna have to do to keep? Hey man, hey, hey You said, "Preach! I want to do something for God." What's in your life that's hindering that? Yes. When God started dealing with me about about dress subjects, on, Amen. When God started dealing with me about that, I didn't argue. I didn't say, "Well, God, this is this is Phariseeism." I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> This is legalism. I didn't even know. I never even heard that word. I just dealt with it. I tell you, I wanted to go with God. Listen up. I wanted to go with God and still do. But I, I wanted to go with God so strongly that when the preacher would preach, I don't even know half what he was saying. Because it was over my head stuff I'd never heard. You know what i do? I'd go to the altar. I said, Lord, I don't know all about what he was saying and all of that, but I said, if it's in your book and it's for me, I want it. Amen. amen. It's
0: good, amen.
4: It's good. I remember, can I, amen. Y'all give me a few minutes. Go ahead.
0: Help right.
4: yourself. I remember the night I got saved, God filled me of the Holy Ghost that night. Amen. There ain't no doubt in my amen. mind. I thought I was living the high life. I thought that I had some high time experiences with in that world I was living in. I'll just leave it at that. But that night I got saved, brother. They wasn't nobody in the altar with me because I was raised there. My grandpa started that church. Are y'all listening? And, and I was just in the altar and I did business with God. And I'm telling you, that was supernatural. God saved me that night. And I got up and told I got saved. And next thing I know, that Brother Randy Bain was preaching. And he was still standing up on the platform. And and all I'd have been was a sinner. I went up on the platform and I was just gonna shake his hand. Thank God for the preacher that preached when I got saved. You ought to be thankful for that. So I just went up there and shook his hand. Next thing I know, he grabbed me, pulled me into his bosom and hugged me. And next thing I know, that unexplainable all overness happened to me. I'm telling you, the God of heaven sat down on me and I come out of here. Listen, I come out and started going. I, I mean, I still had my little curls, amen. Because I just got saved. And I started going up back and forth across the front of the church. And I mean, I was a giving at the what for. And I, was a, I wasn't even a preacher. I just had God saved. And I was a preaching on pride. Don't let your pride get in the way. Junk your pride. Junk your pride. pride. Getting saved. Get right with God. I said, Lord of mercy. What was that? I mean, it was awesome. That seven-week revival, there was a lot of praying going on, a lot of praying. Brother Compton, and I remember, we'd get there early, and we got there, I got early one night, and I got in a Sunday school room and got under one of those tables. You say, can God get in a Sunday school room? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Can he get under a table? Oh, you can <laughs> count on it, brother. Yep. He got under that table with me, and I'm telling you, it got so holy under that table, Oh my. It got so heavenly under that table, I didn't even know what time it was. Everybody that was in there had already left and went upstairs, and the other Sunday school rooms had emptied out, and they'd done started the service upstairs. But I wasn't wanting to get out under that table. I was, in, I was being ministered to by the God of heaven. Whew, glory to God. Oh, it was so sweet and strong. I liked it. I thought I was leaving here. I thought I'm, I'm out. They're gonna find me under this table. The, the leftovers. I'm gonna be like Enoch. Was not. And finally, I crawled out of that table and went went to, went upstairs. And it was a night or two later. I was up in the choir. It was standing room only. We didn't even send out. They didn't. Nobody sent out no advertisements, no flyers, nothing. I'm not against that. They just didn't do it. And there was people coming from South Carolina and Georgia and different places in North Carolina and it'll, Tennessee it'll They found out God was moving and it'll they was happen. busing their kids and, and their church people in there to get in that meet. And there was no word for me to get so, except in the choir. <laughs> that, so it'll I got happen. up in the left-hand side of the choir and God got to moving in that service oh. and God sitting down just got to speak into my heart wasn't audible. It was louder than that. God got to speak into my heart and, and, and he put it on my heart that I just, because everybody could see me, you know, I, I needed to get out of the view. And so I just slid and slithered out of the pew and got under the pew. Nobody could see me nor hear me, but God got under that pew. Oh, Lord. It, it was beyond description. And it got so holy under that pew. I really did, brother. I really thought I'm, I'm going to heaven under right here. Hey. And I did something that night that I've never done since, nor, since, nor will I. I said, God, you're gonna to have to take some of this off of me. I feel like I'm dying. God, Jesus. I thought I'm leaving here. Son, I guarantee Miller Lowlife never done that to me. Yeah. And Bud Stupid... I said it right. Bud. stupid. Never done anything like that. Not, none of the other stuff ever done that. And I said, Lord, you're going to take some of this off of me. He took all of it off of me. I, I said, how stupid was that? I crawled out under that pew, sat down there. Never felt the touch of God in that whole service. And I said, Lord, I said, if you could be so gracious to touch me again, I promise you I'll never ask you to lift it and move it, take it, if it does kill me. Well, wouldn't that be a way to go? Come walking through the gates. What happened to you? Oh, overdose of glory. My flesh couldn't stand it. God moved. Oh, my. Do you have any stories? Yes, sir. Could you, could you tell some times where God met with you in your prayer closet, in your devotion time? Yes. You'd be surprised how many people don't have one, have been saved for years, don't have one story where God met with them personally. God got in a car with them. We was leaving Roanoke Baptist Church in a revival meet. Doug McDaris was preaching. I was pastoring down at Enoch Baptist Church down in Norris, South Carolina. We was driving my little Toyota Corolla, four-door. We went up there. I'm telling you, God got in the car with us coming home. He said, preachers, you ever had God get in the car with you? You'll try it sometime. Yeah. Make sure your seatbelt's on. We was coming home, and we, we stopped at a stop sign out in the middle of nowhere. There wasn't a house nowhere to be seen. And I stopped at that stop sign and all f- three, three doors flung open and they w- jumped out and they started running around just right there in that, that stop, around that stop sign. Well, next thing I know, I was out there with them and I forgot to put my car in park. So I did some running, but it was chasing after my car. Man, that was awesome. Yes, sir. That night we—I'm not going to get into this one—but that night we left Tabernacle. God got in the in the, in the in the in the in the service that night. Yeah, and we left Tabernacle. And God got in the car with us, and I'm telling you that was unbelievable. I wound up in the graveyard at there at Pickens.
0: Blessing, Lord.
4: Cops coming by. What do you? What's? Go-? I said we just saved and loving God. Hey, Amen. I wouldn't trade none of that for nothing. Amen. I wouldn't trade what I felt tonight. Miss Caden and Amanda were sitting right, that right behind me, and service hadn't even. I'm talking about tonight. Service hadn't even started. I was sitting, standing right there beside Brother Compton where I was sitting. I was just standing there, and I was fiddling with this microphone. And preacher, you were standing right here, and I don't know. I was just looking up here, and I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just putting my mic on and getting ready to set. And I mean, the Holy Ghost got all over me. God help you, Jesus. You. I turned around and I told Man and Caden, and I said, boy, I feel a witness of the Holy Ghost and I mean strong. Amen. Have you ever had that to happen? Yes, sir. I'm not talking about stupid stuff out, mm-hmm. you know, mystical, mystery stuff. I'm talking about just the Holy Spirit of God moving on your life. Paul said, I go. I go. And listen, let me give you a couple. I know some of y'all are ready to go, and I am I am too. I've done preach myself hungry. (laughs) Paul's go, listen to this. Paul's go as a saved man was not less than Paul's go as a lost man. I'd hate to know that I was fired up more as a lost person than I was as a saved person. I was the class clown and I was the life of the party when I was lost. I'd hate to know that God saving me would so ruin me to where I never smile, never testify, never get excited. No. Paul's go as a saved person far exceeded his go as a lost person. Amen. Amen, that's right. And Paul, according to 1 Timothy 1.16, is a pattern to all of them which should hereafter believe. And Paul had a go from the start and it never stopped till he crossed the finish line and said, I finished my course. And he's the pattern of all of them that should hereafter believe. Amen. That was just going to be part of the message tonight. That's a great preacher. It's wonderful. Right there, there's my Bible right here. I was looking for my Bible. I thought, what happened to it? (laughs) Look at this. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. Look at the next two words. Not knowing. He said, I go before he said, not knowing. Amen. I was going to preach tonight on, well, I actually was going to preach last night. I was going to preach tonight, but not going to get to preach tonight, but I was going to preach on not knowing, but still going. How many times over the last two years I've said, I don't know. I've heard preachers say it, parents say it, kids say it, our young people have said it. I don't know. Look up in Washington, I promise you, you say, I don't know, because they don't know. They don't have a clue. Bunch of looney tunes. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Are y'all listening? Look, look at church people, and you have people that said they never would quit, quit. You have people say, Oh, I'm in, preach, I ain't never leaving. They left. Oh, people that said, I'll be with you, count on me, I'm here thank God for RBT, thank God for Preacher Rackley preaching our family, they're gone. Y'all yeah, yeah, won't, t- yeah, won't even talk to you. I, 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 I don't know how many times I've said I don't know. Miss June, I know she said it at least a, probably 5,000 times. I don't know. Because that's it. None of us know. We didn't know what was next. We didn't know what was coming. We, we still don't know. But you know, here's the point I want to leave y'all with. Not knowing is not what's going to control me. Amen. Hallelujah. Not knowing didn't stop Paul. He said, I'm going even though I don't know what's the detail. Of what's going to befall me and what's going to be a part of my journey. I don't know that, but I know one thing God saved me, God has sent me, God satisfied me. Amen. And, and I've got a course to run and I'm going to serve Him. Hallelujah. I don't have to know everything before I make a move. I'm going to go because God said go. I'll leave the unknown to Him. I'll do what I know I'm supposed to do and I'll leave what. What I don't know, up uh, to God, yes. and I'm going on. Amen. Yes. Not knowing, but still go. good
0: yes.
4: Look at this. I'm just giving you a very brief summary of it. No, I can't do that, preacher. Look! Look what he said in uh, verse number 22, and he said, "I go bound in the spirit." unto Jerusalem not knowing the things that shall befall me there. I don't know what I'm gonna meet with. That's what it means. I don't know what is going to occur. I don't know what I'm going to face. But he said, that that is not a condition because I've already made up my mind. I'm going. You ought to make up your mind. I'm going. There's a lot of things I don't know and that's not, you know what? You don't ever have to, you don't have to ever worry about that. To him, James four seventeen, to him that knoweth, knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Nothing said in that verse about not knowing. Amen. If you don't know, don't worry about it. Don't give yourself to it. Don't put your faith in what you don't know. Hallelujah. Put your faith in what you do know. Stay focused on what you do know. Stay on fire about what you do know. What do you know, preacher? Do you know you say it? Yes. glory to God. How long can you shout about that? Yeah. Amen. Amen. What do you know? Our folks remember this. Lord, we're going to preach it. Y'all want, amen. Just bear with me. Preach. We're trying to have revival. If y'all weren't in such bad shape, we wouldn't have to preach as long. <laughs> I'm saying that to our bunch too. Amen. We got revival next week at our church. So we need revival. We're hoping we're getting a jump start here. Amen. Last night was. I'm telling you, God done big things. Amen. Amen. Listen. Focus on what you do know. But this service, we had a service. It was a Wednesday night. I know it was. It was a Wednesday night. And God put it on my heart to do this before before I even got to church. So when we got to church, I went straight to the pulpit. And I said, we're not going to have a song. We're not going to have, we're not, before we do anything, here's what we're going to do. God put it on my heart. I said, we got two sections of pews. I said, we're going to go up this side and then we're going to come down this side. I said, I want everybody to tell what you don't know. Oh, you ought to heard some of the things they said. I mean, serious stuff. Some young people, one, one said, I don't know if I'll ever get married. That was back in all that mess going on. I don't know if I'll ever get married. Had some. Had some... Uh, Some mamas and daddy said i don 't know if i 'll ever be a grandparent i don 't know if i 'll ever have grandchildren and it was like that all I mean and it went on for twenty at least twenty minutes or more, and the further it went, the worse it was we was all getting depressed <laughs> I mean seriously, we was focused on what we don 't know oh, we don 't know about the economy we don 't know about this stupid virus we don 't know what we 're doing we don 't know what they 're doing. We don't know what Russia's doing. We don't know. I mean, you can talk all night about what you don't know. And you know what we discovered in that service? That nothing helped us. Everything that was said that people don't know did not help us at all. In fact, it was depressing us. I said, but now let's ain't around. I said, let's talk about what we do now. We started on this side and Brother Ivan, he sits about right here. He's back yonder now, but he's normally about right here and I mean, he started talking about, I know I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Amen. That's right. Oh my goodness. I know I'm saved and it was just, I know that God answers prayers. I know the Bible's true. I know the whole, amen. I know Jesus is coming and I know that my sins have been forgiven And, and it was like I'm talking about the atmosphere went from dark and depressive and cloudy as we focused on the not knowing and when we started focusing on what we do know I'm telling you God come in that place amen what are you focusing on what do you spend your time thinking about what do you spend your time talking about is it what you know or is it what you don't know well, I don't know, preacher. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I don't know if our church is gonna survive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever live through this. I don't know. And, and, hey, and it'll depress you. You can't hardly go to a church that's got any joy in it. That's right. You can't hardly God help. You can't hardly find a preacher's got any joy. It don't cost much to smile. You can't even find a preacher that'll smile hard. Say so, amen. That's right. I don't know what I'll die from, or die with, or die around, or whatever. But I certainly don't want to have a frown on my face. Yeah. I certainly don't want to be down in the dumps. I don't want no. I don't want to be sad and mad. Amen. I want to be yeah. glad. Oh, I want to be. Amen. I want to oh. be on the battlefield. Where's old brother Bill at? Yeah. We saw about him last. Night. Away, He's he did over. die on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. We was wondering about him last night going home. What about that? Son, I can still see him standing right over here. Hey, I wonder who's gonna take their places. These old saints of God that's leaving off, who's taking their place? Brother Bill, standing up here and saying that, I want to die on the battlefield. And insert his testimony into that. God was all over it. I could hear it every night. I could hear it every night. Amen. Man, I got good liberty tonight. Some of you... Some of you are afraid I got too much. I love it. Thank God for it. Amen. Sometimes, listen to this. Sometimes what we do know is almost forgotten, while what we don't know is our focus. Let's see if we can make it our business to choose what we think that we're going with God. I'm going to think on what I do now. Well, I can't figure it out. And by the way, let me just help you with something. If you can't figure it out, I promise you, you can't fix it. Amen. Best thing I can do is focus on what I do now. That's good preaching. Hey, Wonderful. I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that He is able Amen. to keep that which I've committed unto Him against that day. Oh, no. Amen. These things have I written unto you that believe, that you may know that you have eternal life. Thank God. I'm glad I know some things. Amen. I know how real God is. I know what he's done in my life. Amen. You say there ain't nothing to this, just a bunch of religious hocus pocus. No, you're 42 years too late to talk to me about that. Nothing, nothing, nothing could do for preacher Rackley what happened other than God. Mama wanted it but couldn't do it. But she prayed to the one that could, and he did. Thank God I'm a changed creature.
5: Amen. I'm saved, help a sorry tea. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I'm so glad I know that I am. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I'm saved, and I know that I am. I'm saved. And I know that I am. I'm so glad I know that I am. Sing it one more time. I'm saved. And I know that I am. I'm saved. And I know that I am. I'm saved. And I know that I am. I'm so glad I know that I am. We sang
4: it three times. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Let's sing one just in case. Just in case. No slewfoot's around listening. The devil, just in case, he might be peeking through the window or listening. Let's sing it for him. Just let him know that we're not his no more. That we're not in his family. We're not a part of his army. Thank God we've been redeemed
5: by the grace of God. I'm saved and I know that I am. I'm saved and I know that I am. I'm saved and I know that I am. I'm, I I am. I'm, I I am. I'm so glad I know that I I am, hallelujah, yeah, yeah.
4: amen, let's pray, Father, thank you for the privilege of being in church tonight, Lord, thank you for helping us, Lord, thank you. God, you put a burden on me throughout the course of the day, thank even you. last night, hallelujah. through the night, Lord, in this day, Lord, you just spoke to me and dealt with me and spoke to me, troubled me and helped me and fed me, and Lord, and challenged me, Lord. And And Father, I thank you, Lord, that we could come to the house of God and at least try to convey some of that that you shared with my heart. And I thank you for the pastor making that statement last night, how that stirred my heart about how the Spirit of God, who is adequate and able to do the will of God and the work of God, is so limited and so hindered and so restricted by us, those that he indwells. Lord, I pray for every young person, Lord, that this will be the night that they will say to you, Lord, nothing is off limits in my life. You can deal with anything and everything in my life. Lord, there's nothing in my life that if you put your finger on it, that I'm going to get mad about it, that I'm going to fuss and kick up my heels and pitch a fit about it. Lord, I'm going to deal with it because I want to be thoroughly and truly right with God. I want you to use me for Your honor and Your glory. Thank you for allowing us to be here tonight. I pray to Your God, Your will would be done, Father. And whatever the pastor decides to do in this, in the invitation or whatever, I pray, God, that You'll give direction and clarity. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise You, come, Miss Grace.
0: Come to the come to the piano, please.
4: Reflexes.
0: Amen. A couple of things, and uh, I, I know it would be so easy for us to hurry through the invitation. But uh, wouldn't it be terrible if we got in such a hurry that we missed out Amen. on what Amen. is the best part of this service? Right. And what is the best part of the service is how we respond sir. to, yes, to sir, what we've sir. heard. Yes, sir. Amen. And a couple of things. First of all, the reason that there's been so much liberty tonight is because of what went on last night. All right? The praying. Amen. And, And there were some people that dealt with some things that God dealt with them about. Some of you didn't, but God was still merciful and still gracious but boy I tell you if you were one of the ones that God had his finger on last night and you did not respond you didn't deal with that one area that offended you Uh, I, I guarantee you a message like this boy didn't you enjoy that Didn't you enjoy that hard preaching, that personal preaching that dealt with you, that made you uncomfortable? Friend, I tell you, that's a problem today. We want to avoid being made
2: uncomfortable.
0: If there's ever been a time we need to be uncomfortable, it's the day that we're living in. And I guarantee you there's some people that were offended because the truth hit home. You know what? What I believe, I believe that what offends us is an evidence of our spirituality. You know, we need to be offended by what really matters. We need to be offended by the condition of our country. We need to be offended by a younger generation that's going down the tubes. We need to be offended by people that are willing to kill babies we need to be offended by churches that are dead and dry and that the spirit of God is less evident today than he's ever been that's what ought to offend you a lot of times we get more offended over a preacher plowing our corn and dealing with things that need to be dealt with and I'd say to you tonight that whatever it is that offended you is the, is the one thing in your life that is offending the Holy Spirit of God. Do you know that the, the Holy Ghost is, is the most easily offended person in any service? And the reason that the Holy Spirit is nowhere to be found in most services is because He's offended by our sins. So if we want Him to move, and if we want Him to bless, and if we want to have real, genuine revival, God's wanting to do something, church. No doubt about it. God is wanting to do things that you can't even fathom and imagine in your mind. But we're going to have to quit getting offended. And we're going to have to quit offending the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. So, friend, I'm just asking you, what is that one thing that God put His finger on your life over? And said, Oh, if you'd just deal with this one thing, I'd bless you. If you'd just deal deal with this one area, I'd, I'd hear your prayers. I'd reverse the situation. But you've drawn a line in the sand, and you're saying, I'm not willing to deal with that one thing. It's up to us. What God does. You know the truth is we could, the the revival could be over after tomorrow night. I hope it's not. But I'm not going to waste this man of God's time. I'm not going to do it. So if we're going to get serious we need to get serious tonight. The way some got serious last night. And we've got to get to that point to where The Holy Spirit moving in our lives and our families and our communities and our churches and in our nation is more important to us than that one petty issue that we're not willing to give up and deal with. Father in heaven, I love you tonight and I pray that your people would respond. God, if you're tugging at them, God, if, if they're saved, the Holy Spirit of God is fingering around and He's put... His finger on that one thing in their life. God, whatever it is, it may seem like so much, more than they could ever give up. Just like Brother Rackley, that lady he was engaged to, I'm sure that was so hard to give up. But Lord, what he had missed out on, if he'd say, I want that relationship more than I want the power of God in my life. Oh God, help me not to miss out on what you want to do. Because I'm not willing to deal with that one area in my life that's offending the Holy God of Heaven. Move in our midst, work during this invitation. God, there may be somebody here tonight that is lost. Save them. Woo them. Draw them unto Yourself. Lord, we're going to praise You tonight for what You're going to do in this service. In Jesus' name we pray. You mind the Lord tonight. Whatever you do, you mind the Lord. Don't be the one that offends the Holy Spirit of God. Don't be the one that puts a cap on this revival meeting. Don't be the one that causes the whole crowd to be shortchanged. Because you're not willing to do business with God. While these are praying, oh God, would you move? Oh God. How about it, friend? Was there something... That God was dealing with you about last night. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
5: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How about you, friend? Are you being smothered out by what you don't know? Is the Spirit of God in your life being quenched by things that are out of your hands? If that's the case, why don't you give that to God? Hand it over to Him. Turn it over to Him. Ain't nothing you can do about it anyway, but He can. And why don't you just bask and rejoice in the blessed joy of knowing that you're saved, and that your life is in the hands of the Holy God. Amen. God's moving. Yes, yes, yes. God is moving. Praise God. Young people, coming to the altar. Should have come last night. Doing business with God tonight. How about you, friend? Are you the one? Nothing to be ashamed about. The old devil wants to rob you of a blessing because you're worried more about what everybody else thinks. He's a liar. God's standing at this altar with open arms, saying, Just give it to me and see what I can do in you and through your life. God, would you move? How about it, friend? Is that still, small voice whispering in your ear saying, you're the one. Why don't you come? Friend, are you lost? Do you know Christ? Have you experienced the kind of change in your life that the preacher man talked about tonight? Can you point back to that time and place and location and say, this is the day that my life was forever changed. If not, I think I'd come to the altar and get things settled at Calvary because it's too late. While these are praying, how about you, friend? It's not too late if the Lord's speaking to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Keep light. ought to shout over this right here church it's worth the entire meeting hallelujah praise his name Amen. 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 The Bible says it takes the faith of a little child. And I appreciate the faith of these young children. We ought to fight hell for every one of them. Because they're facing hell. They ought to know that their church and their pastor have their back. Amen. Praise God. Well, are you you glad you came to church? Amen. Let me ask again. Are you glad you came to church? Amen. Praise the Lord. Just building. God building off what he did last night. I I just believe we're getting started. Devil's already been working and trying to do everything he can to hinder what God wants to do. But I think when it's all said and done, I believe God approved prove the devil to be a fool. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Appreciate those from RBT that, that uh, was willing to take their time to be with. You make sure you let them know how much you appreciated them. Amen. We'll dismiss with a word of prayer.